The Anatomy of Story, Chapter <clears throat> 7, Episode 46. Symbol Technique, Reversing the Symbol Web. <clears throat> the great flaw of using a prefabricated metaphorical symbol web is that it is so self-conscious and predictable that the story becomes a blueprint for the audience, not a lived experience. But in this flaw lies a tremendous opportunity. You can use the audience's knowledge of the form and the symbol web to reverse it. In this technique, you use all the symbols in the web, but twist them so that their meaning is very different from what the audience expects. This forces them to rethink all their expectations. You can do this with any story that has well-known symbols when you are working in a specific genre like myth, horror, or western. This technique is known as undercutting the genre. McCabe and Mrs. Miller McCabe and Mrs. Miller is a great film with a brilliant script. A big part of its brilliance lies in the strategy, its strategy for reversing the classic Western symbols. This reversal of symbols is an outgrowth of the traditional Western theme. Instead of characters bringing civilization to the wilderness, McCabe and Mrs. Miller shows an entrepreneur who builds a town from out of the wilderness and who is destroyed by big business. The reverse symbolism begins with the main character. McCabe is a gambler and dandy who makes a fortune by opening a whorehouse. He creates a community out of the western wilderness through the capitalism of sex. The second main character, the love of McCabe's life, is a madame who smokes opium. The visual subworlds also reverse the classic symbols. The town is not the rational grid of clapboard buildings on the flat, dry plain of the southwest. It's a makeshift wood and tent town carved out of the lush, rainy forest of the northwest. Instead of a bustling community under the benevolent gaze of the marshal, this town is fragmented and half-built with listless, isolated individuals who stare suspiciously at any stranger. The key symbolic action of the western is the showdown, and this too is reversed. The classic showdown happens in the middle of the main street where the whole town can see. The cowboy hero waits for the bad man to draw first, still beats him, and reaffirms right action and law and order for the growing community. In McCabe and Mrs. Miller, the hero, who is anything but a lawman, is chased all over town by three killers during a blinding snowstorm. None of the townspeople see or care about McCabe's right action or whether the town's leader lives or dies. They are off dousing the flames of a church that no one attends. McCabe and Mrs. Miller flips the symbolic objects of classic westerns as well. The law does not exist. The church sits empty. In the showdown, one of the killers hides behind a building and picks off McCabe with a shotgun. McCabe, who only appears to be dead, shoots the killer between the eyes using a hidden derringer. Parenthetical. In classic westerns, the weapon of women. Instead of the chaps in white, wide-brimmed hat, brimmed hat of the cowboy, McCabe wears an eastern suit and a bowler. Mrs. McCabe and Mrs. Miller, with its strategy of undercutting a genre, gives us some of the best techniques for making old metaphorical symbols new. It is an education in great storytelling and a landmark of American film. Examples of Symbol Web The best way to learn the techniques of symbol web is to see them in use. As we look at different stories, you will notice these techniques apply equally well in a wide array of story forms. Excalibur 
If the Western is the national myth of the United States, you could argue that the King Arthur story is the national myth of England. Its power and appeal are so vast that this one tale informs thousands of stories throughout Western storytelling. For that reason alone, we as modern-day storytellers should know how its crucial symbols work. As always, we begin with the character symbols. King Arthur is not just a man and not just a king. He is the modern centaur, the metal horseman. As such, he is the first superman, the man of steel, the male taken to the extreme. He is the ultimate embodiment of warrior culture. He represents courage, strength, right action, and establishing justice through combat in front of others. Ironically, as masculinity taken to the extreme, he lives by a code of chivalry that places woman high on a pedestal of absolute purity. This turns the entire female gender into a symbol divided into the Christian binary opposites of Madonna and whore. King Arthur also symbolizes the modern leader in conflict. He creates a perfect community in Camelot based on purity of character, only to lose it when his wife falls in love with his finest and purest knight. The conflict between duty and love is one of the great moral oppositions in storytelling, and King Arthur embodies it as well as any character ever has. Arthur's ally is Merlin, the mentor magician par excellence. He is a throwback character to the pre-Christian worldview of magic, so he represents knowledge of the deeper forces of nature. He is the ultimate craftsman artist of nature and human nature, and of human nature as an outgrowth of nature. His spells and advice always begins with a deep understanding of the needs and cravings of the unique person before him. Arthur's opponents possess a symbolic quality that hundreds of writers have borrowed over the years. His son is Mordred, the evil child whose very name represents death. Mordred's ally is his mother, Morgana, also known as Morgana Le Fay, an evil sorceress. The knights are supermen like Arthur. They stand above the common man not just in their abilities as warriors, but also in their purity and greatness of character. They must live by the chivalric, chivalric, chivalric code, and they seek the holy grail by which they can enter the kingdom of heaven. In their journeys, the knights act as good Samaritans, helping all in need, and by their right action, proving their purity of heart. Excalibur and other versions of the King Arthur story are filled with symbolic world, worlds and objects. The premier symbolic place is Camelot, the utopian community where members suppress their human craving for individual glory in exchange for the tranquility and happiness of the whole. This symbolic place is further symbolized by the round table. The round table is the Republic of the Great, where all the knights have an equal place at the table alongside their king. Excalibur is named after the other major symbolic object of the King Arthur story, the sword. Excalibur is the male symbol of right action, and only the rightful king, whose heart is pure, can draw it from the stone and wield it to form the ideal community. The symbols of King Arthur infuse our culture and are found in stories such as Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings, Hope and Glory, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, The Fisher King, and thousands of American Westerns. If you want to use King Arthur symbols, be sure to twist their meaning so they become original to your story. The Usual Suspects The Usual Suspects tells a unique story in which the main character creates his own symbolic characters using the techniques that we've been talking about while the story is happening. 
appropriately lame verbal. He is apparently a small-time crook and ally, but is actually the hero, a master criminal, the main opponent, and a storyteller. In telling the customs interrogator what happened, in telling the customs interrogator what happened, he constructs a terrifying, ruthless character named Kaiser Sozi. He attaches to this character the symbol of the devil in such a way that Kaiser Sozi gains mythical power to the point that just the mention of his name strikes terror in the heart. At the end of the story, the audience learns that Verbal is Kaiser Sozi, and he is a master criminal in part because he is a master storyteller. The usual suspects is great storytelling and symbol making at the highest level. Star Wars. One of the main reasons Star Wars has been so popular that it is founded on the technique of symbolic theme. This apparently simple fantasy adventure story has a strong theme that is concentrated in the symbol of the lightsaber. In this technologically advanced world where people travel at light speed, both heroes and opponents fight with a saber. Obviously, this is not realistic, but it is realistic enough in this world to be an object that can take on thematic power. The lightsaber symbolizes the samurai code of training and conduct that can be used for good or evil. It is impossible to overestimate the importance of this symbolic object and the theme it represents to the worldwide success of Star Wars. Forrest Gump Forrest Gump uses two objects to stand for themes, the feather and the box of chocolates. You could criticize the writer's technique of attaching symbols, symbol to theme as heavy-handed. In this everyday world, a feather just floats down from the sky and lands at Forrest's feet. Obviously, the feather represents Forrest's free spirit and open, easy-going way of life. The box of chocolates is even more obvious. Forrest states, My mama always said, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. This is a direct thematic statement of the right way to live connected to a metaphor. But these two symbols attached to themes work much better than they at first appear, and the reasons are instructive. First, Forrest Gump is a myth form connected to a drama, and the story covers about 40 years. So, like the feather, the story meanders over space and time with no apparent direction except the general line of history. Second, its hero is a simpleton who thinks in easy-to-remember platitudes, a normal character declaring outright that life is like a box of chocolates is preachy. But Simple Forrest is pleased by this charming insight learned from his beloved mother, and so is most of the audience. Ulysses. Joyce takes the idea of storyteller as magician, symbol maker, and puzzle maker further than any other writer. This has benefits, but it also has costs, most notably moving the audience from an emotional response to one that is intensely intellectual. When you present literally thousands of subtle and even obscure symbols in thousands of tricky ways, you force your reader to become a story scientist or literary sleuth, determined to step as far back as possible to see how this elaborate puzzle (coughs) is constructed. Like Citizen Kane, though for different reasons. Ulysses is a story that you can admire greatly for its techniques, but that is very hard to love. So let's look at at its symbol techniques. 
story symbol and symbolic characters. Joyce sets up a web of symbolic characters primarily by overlaying onto his story the characters of the Odyssey, the Christ story, and Hamlet. He supplements his references to these major character webs with references to real people and iconic characters from Ireland's past. This strategy has a number of advantages. First, it connects character to theme. Joyce is trying to create a natural or humanistic religion out of his characters' his actions. His everyday characters, Bloom, Stephen, and Molly, take on heroic and even godlike qualities, not just by what they do, but also by their constant references to other characters like Odysseus, Jesus, and Hamlet. This technique also places the characters of Ulysses within a great cultural tradition while showing them rebelling from that tradition and emerging as unique individuals. This is exactly the line of character development Stephen is struggling through over the course of the study story. Oppressed by his Catholic upbringing and England's domination of Ireland, but not wanting to destroy all spirituality, Stephen searches for a way to be his own person and a real artist. Another advantage to matching characters with characters from other stories is that it gives Joyce a web of character signposts that extend throughout the book. This is immensely helpful when you are writing a story as long and complex as this. Besides being a designing principle, the character signposts allow Joyce to gauge how his leads change over the course of the story by referring to these symbolic, these same symbolic characters, Odysseus, Jesus, Hamlet, in different ways, symbolic actions and objects. Joyce applies these same techniques of symbolic character to the actions and objects of the story. He constantly compares the actions of Bloom, Stephen, and Molly to Odysseus, Telemachus, and Penelope, and the effect on the reader is both heroic and ironic. Bloom defeats his cyclops and makes his escape from the dark cave of a bar. Stephen is haunted by his dead mother, just as Odysseus meets his mother in Hades, and Hamlet is visited by his murdered father's ghost. Molly stays at home just like Penelope, but unlike the faithful Penelope, she becomes famous there for her infidelity. The symbolic objects in Ulysses form a vast web of sacred things in Joyce's naturalistic everyday religion. Both Stephen and Bloom leave their homes without their keys. Stephen has broken his glasses just the day before. But while his real sight is diminished, he has the chance to be a visionary, to gain his artistic sight over the course of the day's journey. An ad for Plume's Potted Meat, a home isn't really a home without it refers to the lack of the sacred act of sex between Bloom and his wife and the harm it has done to their home. Stephen wills his walking stick like a sword at the chandelier in the brothel and breaks free of the past that holds him like a prison. Bloom believes that Catholic communion is a lollipop for believers, but he and Stephen have a real communion when they share coffee and then cocoa at Bloom's home. stop there today and pick up tomorrow with creating symbols writing exercise six